of elite types who could cleverly manipulate the masses. The sad fact is, I thought at the time I deserved all I had been given, and that it was because of my rare talent that I happened to be living at the height of the American dream. I was impatient with others who couldn't seem to succeed as I had done. Why don't they work harder, I would say to my children. Why don't they get a good education for themselves? Underneath all my objection to other people of different races, classes, or background was the unspoken criticism. Why can't they be more like me? Rex Harrison, who played the arrogant professor in My Fair Lady, uttered similar words when he complained, Why can't a woman be more like a man? Rex was someone who was born to play that role of the feeling of superiority personified. When he was starring on Broadway in the sold-out show, he told my father he would like to get away for a quiet weekend in the country. My father immediately offered Rex the use of the bungalow, our summer home. It is rather rustic, my father warned him. But that's exactly what I need, Rex said, planning a weekend in late August. As the visit approached, Rex called my father. Brendan, I am delighted to take you up on your offer. My needs are very simple. Just three. I need an experienced driver to take me to your place, drive me around while there, and bring me back to the city. I need a cook, of course, and a case of Veuve Clicquot's vintage champagne. I've gotten rather fond of that particular libation, but that's all I need, my dear Brendan, and I will be happy as a clam. Actually, as it turned out, Rex needed a bit more. He needed a television to watch the tennis matches. He needed to be waited on by his beautiful sixth wife, Marcia, who came along for the weekend, and virtually everyone else. In other words, he needed the world to revolve around his presence with a kind of unstinting service to his every wish. We were all willing to accommodate Rex because he could be so charming when all his needs were perfectly catered to. There were a few minor scenes when Mercia was late bringing in a cup of hot tea or when the television got fuzzy at a match point. Rex's temper would flare with the sudden power of a summer storm. Then, once the tea was brought and the television working, he was all sunny charm again. Life could be so wonderful if Rex got exactly what he wanted. And all Rex wanted was to be treated like a king. I was a lot like Rex a name that actually means king. I expected the world to hand me everything, and then I thought I had done everything required by thanking the world, politely, for being so understanding. All I wanted was to be treated like the king my mother had assured me I was. When I was born, she had a miniature Adirondack chair built and inscribed with gold letters, King Gatesy. I would sit in it till I was two or three or four. My formative years were spent getting used to a regal outlook. It was a kind of throne for me. As I grew up, I always found it easy to be gracious when my every wish was met, and they were. I was given a gymnasium to play in and a Steinway grand piano to play on when I was a child. I followed my father to Yale and into the powerful secret society of Skull and Bones. I received an inheritance from my grandfather that allowed me to travel and see the world. My job was given to me because of my Yale connections. Having been given everything, I was completely unprepared to lose anything.
That was why I was so shocked when at 53 I watched my American dream turn into my worst nightmare. I was invited out to breakfast and fired. I had defined myself through my job as a creative director and executive vice president of J. Walter Thompson. I had never been given a bad performance review, but I realized, too late, I had made an unforgivable career mistake, growing old in advertising. I was devastated to have my reason for being, my sense of self, taken away. I literally burst into tears after I heard the fateful news. Yet I could not tell anybody the truth of what I was feeling. If you complain of bad treatment in corporate America, it is like breaking the oath of silence in the Mafia. You will experience a quick death in your profession. You will never be hired again. So I didn't complain about being fired.